Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. Commence primary ignition. Let's face it. In order to really know about the King of Rock and Roll, it has to be written down into volumes of books, or when made into a motion picture, it should be in the form of a series, expanded over a few years, if not decades. But we'll settle for the various books and magazines, written by various people, and the latest film, Elvis. Of course, you can't cram his whole life in two hours and 39 minutes, and if we did try, there's quite a bit to cram. But if anyone can do it stylishly, it's the director Baz. When I heard that Baz Luhrmann was directing it, I said to myself, this would be interesting and colourful. After all, this is the guy that gave us the Red Curtain trilogy, Strictly Ballroom, which consisted of the three movies starring Australians, Paul Multurio and Tara Maurice, Romeo and Juliet starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, and Moulin Rouge starring Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor. All three movies are very colourful, and each of them had a theatrical theme. For example, the first of the three had dance, the second poetry and language, and the third had song. The first movie's budget was only $3 million, and it made over $11 million worldwide. Now, because of his success, he was given a bigger budget for the second movie, 14.5 million, and it made over $147 million worldwide. The third of the three had a budget of 52.5 million, and it made more than 179 million worldwide. So, he is a very successful director. He didn't lose money at all. Let me dive a little bit into the life of Baz Luhrmann. His parents surely didn't name him Baz. His birth name was Mark Anthony Lerman. So, how and why did he change his name to Baz? Well, I'll come to that in just a bit. Mark Anthony Lerman was born in Sydney, Australia. His mother was a ballroom dancer teacher and owned a dress shop. Oh, by the way, Baz's dressing is very stylish. His father owned a petrol station and a movie theatre. So we can see where his influence in dance, theatre, music and movies comes from. When he was in school, he took part in Shakespeare Theatre. He got the nickname Baz while at school because, well, get this, of his hairstyle. It was named after the TV hand puppet character Basil Brush. Now I'm not sure if you're old enough to remember this British children's television show, but if you're my age... Well, let me help you recall that Basil Brush is a red fox hand puppet 
children's show that supports Leicester City Football Club. Now, do you remember? Maybe you're too young. Uh, after graduating from high school in 1980, Baz acted in an Australian film titled Winter of Dreams. Two years later, saving up and using the money he had earned from film and television experience, he funded his own theatre company. The Bond Theatre Company. The rest, they say, is history. On the 26th of January, 1997, he married Catherine Martin. Now, she's a production designer, set designer, and costume designer, and she worked on his movies, Moulin Rouge and The Great Gatsby, winning two Academy Awards for each film. The couple have two children. So that's just scraping the surface of the life of Baz Luhrmann, the actor-turned-flamboyant director, and I use that adjective because of the way he dresses with style and the way his movies are filmed. The movie Elvis has Baz's style written all over it. Now, coming up in a while on Movie Magic, more on Elvis, the movie, and the actor that portrayed the king of rock and roll. Was he any good? Well, I'll give you my opinion in just a bit. I know you're saying, hey, don't be cruel. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Elvis is now in the theaters and is played by American actor Austin Butler. He began his career on the telly. The first roles he got was on the Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, and then later on he got into teen dramas. After all, he is very good-looking and is the blue-eyed boy. Literally. He enjoys creating and recording music and taught himself to play the guitar at the age of 13 and piano at the age of 16. So yeah, he didn't take any music lessons. He enjoys collecting guitars and his other hobbies include outdoor activities that keep him in shape such as basketball, hiking and cycling and he exercises quite a bit. But is he just a pretty face with a good body? Well, he's more than that as he has put in his all in the movie. The way he danced, gyrated his hips, combed his hair, lifted his pinky finger, held his guitar, moved his legs, sweat dripping down his face, and talked like Elvis was so very well done. You know, there's one scene where he's crying and holding his mother's dress. Now, I could tell you, that he was thinking of his real mother when he held the dress. Now, I'm not going to tell you more as I don't want to spoil anything for you. So the answer is yes, he did a good job playing the role of Elvis. Now, you might scream if you saw him in person and you might want to fantasize having a relationship with him, but I'll have to burst your bubble. You see, he was in a relationship with actress Vanessa Hudgens. From 2021 to 2020, and since late 2021, he's in a relationship with model Kaya Gaba. Now, if you're wondering who she is, well, she's supermodel Cindy Crawford's daughter. Coming up more on the movie Elvis, and was my favorite Elvis song featured in the movie? Well, stay tuned to find out. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. The song in the ghetto is about poverty describing a child who can't overcome his surroundings and turns to crime, which leads to his death. 
It was the first song Elvis recorded with a socially conscious message. He was reluctant to do it for that reason, but knew it would be a hit. It's not written by Elvis, though. It's written by American country singer-songwriter Mac Davies, who once upon a time lived in a ghetto. When he wrote it after listening to his friend's guitar lick, fiddling around with the chords, he called his friend at 4 a.m. and played it over the phone, and his friend knew he had a mega hit. Mac Davies had written some songs for Elvis in the past, and when Elvis heard the song, he wanted to do it. However, Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's manager, was afraid of the song because it was political. Colonel Parker always liked to play it safe and for a reason. Now, and that reason is featured in the movie. And I'm not going to tell you what that reason is because I don't want to spoil it for you. Tom Hanks plays the role of Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker. And as usual, Tom Hanks delivers the goods. This is not the first time Tom Hanks is playing the role of a music manager. He did it in the movie, That Thing You Do. Now, am I enticing you to go watch it on the big screen? Well, the answer is yes, because it's worth the experience. And although I love the song In the Ghetto, and it's a beautiful song, well, it's not my all-time favorite. It's one of my favorites, but not my number one sing-along Elvis song. My sing-along all-time favorite Elvis song starts off with a guitar riff that one second of listening to it, you'll know what it is. It has a hi-hat accompanying it, which is so crisp. Then the vocals and drums come in. It has horns. It has backup singers going, ooh, ah, and pa-pa-pa. And the song is about trust and love. The song starts in a medium-fast beat. Then it slows down like a blues song. And then it builds up. And then it fades off. And then it fades back in. Ah, it is so well arranged and written. Now, those are the reasons why it is my all-time favorite sing-along Elvis hit. And I'm sure you guessed that the song is Suspicious Minds. And when it was featured in the movie, I was tapping my feet, singing along, and it nearly brought me to tears. In fact, I was holding back my tears. It made me feel good, and I hope it would do the same for you too. And oh, there's nothing after the credits, but the credits is about nine minutes long. And it's worth sitting around because the graphics, well, they're colorful and animated. And also you'll get to hear Elvis's songs done by various artists. Yeah, there are many cover versions. I'm Colin Gomez, recommending that you go watch Elvis on the big screen if you haven't already. And if you have, well, go watch it again if you can. This has been Movie Magic. Money FM 89.3.